good morning, good afternoon, good evening, whatever time of day and wherever you happen to be listening from. Thank you so much for joining us here on the Hope Rising Ministries podcast. We are excited to have you uh, with us. We're excited to dive into the topic of discussion and, and the passage this morning. But uh, as always, my name is Alex and with me is Trey. Good morning, Trey. How's it going, man? What up, Alex? What's up, man? Uh, you know, same old, same old, uh, trying to get back in the swing of things after, you know, after a, a vacation, which is not always the easiest thing, but, uh, you know, made it through that first week back to work and getting back in the, the normal routine around the house, you know, with the sleep schedules and everything. So, right, right, right. <clears throat> happy That's to kind of have that, have that back in order a little bit. Yeah. yeah. Well, you know, um, you know, vacation is like work. It's like a big old fat work. I mean, it's it's worse than, than going to work, you know, because you have yeah. to just you, you actually move your whole house in a car. Right? <laughs> and then you then you then you just like live somewhere else, which is your legal address. Right. right? I mean, it, it is because if you pay for it, it's your legal address right then and there. You know? mm-hmm. And I'm like 154 years old, so I, I can't do that. You know, <laughs> I can't do that. I, I'm like, I, I want to go back home. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It, it's nice for a little while. And, uh, and then it's like, okay, I'm ready to get back yep. to, ready, sort of ready normal. to pack up the car. Let's go. <laughs> yeah. But it's, it's good to be back in the routine and back in the swing of things. So, uh, glad to kind of have that back under, under, uh, under our feet now. But, uh, yeah, and excited to, you know, um, for what we have coming up with, you know, the podcast and everything, just to give a little for those who are listening, let everybody know, um, in the next couple of episodes, we're, we're going to be, um, spotlighting a few special guests, um, and having some people join us here on the, on the podcast. Uh, just talk about some different, you know, different topics, different areas of ministry, different ways that people are serving and that God's moving um, around, you know, around the country uh, and and whatnot and throughout throughout various uh, individuals and various ministries. So I'm excited about that. So, you know, if, if you're interested in that, uh, definitely join us for the next couple episodes as we as we get to walk through that and make sure to tell other people about it too because there's some really special people and some really really interesting and uh, and, and impactful ministries that we're going to be um, talking about especially next week so I'm looking forward to that. Um, hopefully things don't change too much. And then, uh, you know, we really set this up in anticipation and then we have to, you know, like, like push it back a week or something. So, uh, so we'll see, but hopefully that, that works out and we're able to get, uh, get some, some schedules aligned for that to happen, but definitely excited and looking forward to that. Yep. Um, so if you want to be a guest on the podcast, give us a call and I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah, hey, I mean, you know, if you're out there and, uh, and the Lord's doing some really cool things through you and or, hey, you know what? I would even say if you're out there, you're listening and you just want to talk about Jesus and maybe who Jesus is in your life. Maybe you have questions about Jesus. Maybe you don't follow Jesus as a Christian, but you want to talk about it. 
uh, you know, yeah, definitely hit us up. Maybe we can work something out to to have a, a conversation about that. But um, yeah, yeah, we'd love to hear, you know, what Jesus is doing in your life and, and how he's, you know, maybe using you in ministry and in other areas. So, yeah, hit us up. Reach us at uh, info at hoperisingministries.cc. We'd love to talk with you and, and hear about that. Um, so if you happen to catch last week's episode, uh, you know, we started in, uh, Mark chapter five and we, we covered the encounter of, um, Jesus and the demoniac. And so we walked through verses one through 20 last week and talked about what, you know, what all happened there as well as, you know, leading up to that moment and, uh, just the, just the power and the, um, incredible story that comes out of that and the meaning there and, and how that applies to our lives. And so today we're actually going to continue there um, in Mark chapter five, and we're going to be picking up at, uh, at verse 21 and going through the rest of the uh, of the chapter there where we're going to talk about there's, there's two separate encounters that happen here again with Jesus. Um, and, and we're going to look at those, unpack those and see how those you know, again, can really apply to our lives and, and what is, what's in there for us to take away, um, which is a lot. And Hey, hey Alex, um, can I, can I interrupt just for a second? Yep. Go ahead. You know, I was thinking about last week and, um, I was thinking about the, the moment when the, when the town or the representatives of the town whoever wanted to come and see what these herdsmen were talking about, like, what, what do you mean dead pigs? They were afraid when they saw the demoniac sitting down in his right mind and clothed, they were afraid. Mm-hmm. I mean, what? Yeah. I mean, what, 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 hold on a second. Do you know how many YouTube channels try to stab the paranormal? And, and and they they try to they try to find a ghost, they try to yeah. find a demon. Mm-hmm. You know, they try to probe that area and try to try to you know, uh, it, it's it's, I guess it's interesting. I don't know. I don't know why they do that, but <laughs> the the thing is, <clears throat> what is what is more, much more interesting is the power of God. As a matter of fact, it scared those people so much, they asked the power of God to leave. Okay, you got to go. Because we don't understand this. We don't get this. You got to get out of here. And he goes, okay. And he just leaves. Yeah. Um, so I want the listener, if you have not listened to last the last podcast, go back and listen right now. Mm-hmm. And then come back and, and listen to the rest of this one. Because... What happens there sets up what happens today. Yep. What we're talking about yep. today. Yep. And, and it's going to be interesting because I think we're going to see some, you know, some pieces of what happens there with the demoniac um, sort of play out here as well in, in these next two encounters that we're going to walk through. But yeah, definitely go back and check that episode out as well before really diving into this one. I think it'll it'll do well to yep to have that continuation. Um so as we 
as we start here and as we look, um, if you're following along with us, we'll be in, again, Mark chapter 5, uh, starting at verse 21. And I can, Trey, you want me to just read through the first couple of verses and then we'll just uh, we'll walk through it and unpack it as we go? Well, I'll tell you what, um, like read <clears throat> 21 through like even 34, just read it. Okay. All right. So starting at verse 21, it says, When Jesus had again crossed over by boat to the other side of the lake, so this is coming back from where they were uh, with the demoniac man, it says a large crowd gathered around him while he was by the lake. Then one of the synagogue leaders, that's important, named Jairus, came, and when he saw Jesus, he fell at his feet. He pleaded earnestly with him, My little daughter is dying. Please come and put your hands on her so that she will be healed and live. So Jesus went with him. A large crowd followed and pressed around him. And a woman was there who had been subject to bleeding for 12 years. She had suffered a great deal under the care of many doctors and had spent all she had. Yet instead of getting better, she grew worse. When she heard about Jesus, she came up behind him in the crowd and touched his cloak because she thought, if I just touch his clothes, I will be healed. Immediately, her bleeding stopped, and she felt in her body that she was freed from her suffering. At once, wow. Jesus realized that power had gone out from him. He turned around in the crowd and asked, who touched my clothes? You see the people crowding against you, his disciples answered, and yet you can ask who touched me. But Jesus kept looking around to see who had done it. Then the woman, knowing what had happened to her, came and fell at his feet, trembling with fear, told him the whole truth. And this is this is important here, too. He said to her, daughter, your faith has healed you. Go in peace and be freed from your suffering. Wow. So, so that's immediately first we have two stories going nuts yep. here. You know, you got Jarius and then you have the woman. It's like it's like she stepped into the story, like Mark steps her into the story, um, and and just it just blows my mind, um, of the faith of these two people. Mm-hmm. Um, I would I would like, and 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 also I would not like to have this faith because think about it. Why does Jairus have this faith? Why does she have this faith? First yeah. of all, faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of Christ. Okay. So that's where faith mm-hmm. comes from. Like God gives you faith. Yeah. It's not like you, you know, write down an equation and say, you know what? Um, I think this makes sense. I think I'm going to have faith. Uh, th- that's not the way it happens. You hear the word of God. And if God opens your ears, you have faith. Mm-hmm. I love that. So, Jarius has, has heard somehow, either from Christ's mouth or from somebody else's mouth, that has said Christ's words. And so yep. is this woman. And and they have faith. But why? Why, Alex? Why do they have what What, what spurs them on? Uh, Jairus' daughter is about to die. Mm-hmm. This woman has had a bleeding uh issue for years and years and spent all the money she's had she's nobody can help her she's unclean she's not even <clears throat> supposed to be in the in the crowd yep yep right so the unclean 
touches the clean mm-hmm. and becomes clean. What? Yep. <laughs> Come on, man. I mean, yeah. you can't make this stuff up. Yeah, and that's one of the, you know, that's one of the great things about this passage, too, is is exactly what, you know, what you're talking about is, you know, if you got two people here that if you really look at it and you really look at, at who they are and their, you know, place, so to speak, within the community, they're on opposite ends of the spectrum. You got Jairus, he's he's a synagogue leader, right? He's that doesn't mean he's a rabbi. That doesn't mean he's, you know, the the pastor preacher, but he is in charge of a location, potentially with a lot of administrative uh, responsibilities and looking after the synagogue. And it's a well-respected position. So he's in the eyes of the community, especially of the religious, like he's sort of at the at the top. And then you've got this lady who we already know back in in this time, women were not necessarily seen and and viewed in the same light as men so you already would have well, someone it's not, alex it's not that they're not necessarily seen. they were not seen they were right they yeah. were not yeah. seen as anything yeah. until jesus came around until christianity came around women yeah. and children were not seen as anything yeah like they didn't have the same rights and and uh, capabilities that men did in just because they were not allowed to have those. Um, and so you, you already right here, just in that alone, just him being a man and her being a woman, you already have them on different levels, different yeah. pedestals. And then the fact that he is a religious sort of leader and then she is sick already separates them even further in the eyes of the, the community there. And so you have two people who are on opposite ends of the spectrum, but yep. there is one thing that equate that that makes them equal. It is their faith in Christ and the humility that brings them to that point. And I think that's what you were asking about, right? Like, what is it that gives them that faith? It's that moment of humility, something that brings them to that place where they understand, I need Jesus. And Jesus is the only one who can do what I need. Yep. And who can give me what I can't find anywhere else. And so for Jairus, that's his daughter being sick that really brings him to that moment. And then for this woman, it's just the 12 years of suffering. And then finally hearing, like you said, both of them have heard about Jesus Yep, and who he is and what he's done and what he can do for them. And then they find themselves at the same place. I, I love that part about it, too, because Jairus comes to Jesus and it says he falls at his feet. This woman is basically crawling through the crowd in order just to touch the hem of Jesus's cloak. They both find themselves at the feet of Jesus, regardless of their places in the community. Right. And that's the same for us. We all come to that point of humility where we find ourselves at the feet of Jesus, because, you know, you hear the saying all the time that, that the ground is a level at the cross, which is true, but at the feet of Jesus, it is equally level. And that's where we find the hope that we've been searching for. Yep. That's right. Um, you know, I, what I think is, it's interesting about Jairus is that he, he is amongst a group of people like uh, he goes to work and mm. the talk uh, at the coffee table 
or the talk in the canteen or wherever, you know, you kind of like buzzword and, and, and have conversation at work. This Jesus guy is a problem. Right. And that's that's the that's the conversation amongst his peers. This Jesus yep. guy that we got to do something about this. What are we going to do about this? This guy's a problem. Right. And, you know, and I'm just I, I'm I'm not. I'm just surmising. OK. Yeah. Um, because I, I work and I, I have conversations at work and I, I understand how that goes. Mm-hmm. And you, you can see Jarris going, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, this, this guy, this guy, you know. But then again, his daughter is about to die. Yep. And when your child <laughs> is about to die, you don't care about conversations at work. Yep. Okay. You don't care about what somebody's going to think about you. Mm, come on. Yeah. All right. You, he was, he was drawn to the truth. Okay. Um, mm-hmm. He, he might have, he might have searched for the truth all his life. Next thing you know, he goes, you know what? I know where the truth is mm-hmm. and that's where I'm going. Yep. I don't care what they think. I don't care what they say. Let me tell you something. When you meet Jesus, that's going to be you. <laughs> you you can be like, I don't care what they say, I don't care what they do, I don't care what what they what, what they say about me, I don't care where they put me on their status pole. Yeah, I am following that guy. Come on, okay, that's that's so. Jerry's is there. It's yep. not just because his daughter's sick. <clears throat> it's the fact that God has opened up his eyes to see yep. who Jesus is. Come on, and amen. He can help. Now, he's the he's the solution. Yeah. All right. So he goes up in front of everybody and ums himself, just like you said, Alex. He ums himself mm-hmm. and says, Hey, uh, I don't know what else to do. You're the only solution that I can think of. And Jesus goes, Okay, <laughs> let's go. So yep. let me tell you something interesting about about Jairus's uh entreaty his begging mm-hmm. which go back and listen to the last one we had three beggings in the last one this is the fourth one yeah he pleads with Jesus right so what does there's a condition in his faith listen l- let me tell you something there's condition in a lot of people's faith in my faith mm. rarely rarely is faith ever really really pure what the condition is this i know that if you come with me and you touch her that she'll be she'll she'll be okay now jesus doesn't chide him for that he doesn't say oh well you know i can do it from here if you want me to yeah, no, right. he goes okay i'll go with you yeah i mean come on i mean god became a man i mean he understands Fully, that we have conditions. Yeah, and we're, yeah. we're and he's. I'm not saying he's okay with that. Or he's not okay with that. I don't even know what that means. All I yeah. know is that Jerry has said, "If you'll just touch her, I know she'll be well." Yeah, but you have to come with me to my house. <laughs> and he's like, "Okay." <laughs> he's like, "Yeah, let's do it." Yeah, and then next thing you know, all these people are just like pressing in on jesus i mean it's like a he's a rock star Mm -hmm. now 
Oh, yeah. Go back to the original, the, the previous story. He wasn't a rock star over there. They wanted him to leave. He he left the thrones of people, got into a boat, and saw the demoniac, and, and nobody even knew who he was, and they wanted him to leave. So mm-hmm. he does. He comes back. Now it's all it's starting up again. Yep. Right? Yeah, and I think it's really interesting, too, here, because you, you see what happens when, when Jairus comes to Jesus, and, you know, he – he has enough faith to go to Jesus in the first place, which is yep. you know, that that important part. And when he asked Jesus, you got to think in his mindset what he's going through, right? Like he is in a very desperate moment. And so he is pleading with Jesus, please come with me to help my daughter. Yep. And so right there in that moment when Jesus basically agrees and says, yeah, I'll, I'll follow you over there. Come on, you know. Show me where yep. to go. And you like Jairus is in that now mentality of, okay, yes, it's going to happen. He's going to do it. Yes, this is what I was hoping for. Yep. And now as they're going, this is where um, I've heard it referred as a Mark and sandwich where Mark inserts, right, this other story into the middle. But there's a reason that Mark does this. And so as we see them, you know, just imagine – like they're they're walking toward Jairus's house. No no clue how far that is from there, but they're going. They're they're on the way, and then this crowd is kind of following them and just kind of like pressing in on them. And then we're gonna see that they stop, right, because of the woman touching Jesus's cloak. Yeah. So can you imagine in that moment again the roller coaster ride that Jairus is going through. He was desperate. Yep. Jesus said, yes, I'll do it. They're on the way. And then all of a sudden they stop. Yep. Jairus is probably thinking, oh, my uh, God. We don't have time to stop. We, go. <laughs> we don't have time to stop. What are you doing? Yeah. We yeah. somebody touch you. Let's go. We got to go. Now, yeah. again, there's the touch. Mm-hmm. Right? Uh, look, look. Um, this is this is what we know. God gave us senses. All right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, smell, yeah. sight, um, um um, um, taste, uh, touch, you know, and on and on, but in hearing, right? So mm-hmm. this is this is how we interact with each other and the world. This is how we um, live out our worldview. To be honest, yeah. this is this, you know. So no wonder um, she goes, "If I can just touch him." Yeah. Why is that, right? I mean, you've you've seen studies. Of, of animals that are kept from their mothers. From the contact, yeah. Right? No contact. Those animals do not know how to um, interact with anything. They're mm-hmm. completely out of touch with reality. Yeah. I'm telling you, it, it's a gift. Touch is a gift. And, 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 these two people realized that or or that this is how they could touch God, right? Mm. Right. So, but here's the thing. We don't, as Paul tells us in Corinthians, we don't walk by touch or by sight or by mm-hmm. hearing or by, or by faith. We walk by faith. Yep. So, on the onset, 
when you're a, a brand new believer or when you're grasping, when God's calling you and you're like, I don't know what to do, what's going on, this is weird. Um, do I touch him? Do I do I hear him? Do I do I see him? He's gonna show you later on. No, it's not all about that. It's about faith. Mm-hmm. And I'm gonna show you, I'm gonna grow you into that. Right? Yep. Yeah, and you know, for for both of these individuals, you know, it it always comes back to that that moment of faith. Even just the the smallest amount of faith that they may have that Jesus could possibly do this, but they both get to that point. And so, you know, they're, they're on the way. And then this woman is enough. Like she has enough faith that one, you know, she's not well, right? She's, she's sick. She's had this condition for 12 years. So, you know, she's not, strong when it comes to that sense to be dealing with this bleeding condition for that long. So she's, she's weak, but yet she's has enough faith that she doesn't let a crowd of people stop her. Right. So she's, she's kind of probably crawling through and just sort of like weaving her way through the crowd up to the point where she finally makes it to Jesus. And she doesn't even, she doesn't even think that, Hey, I have to touch his, skin or his hand or his foot but all I have to do because he has enough power and authority I just got to touch the edge of his cloak like let me just touch the edge and the faith that she has in that is incredibly humbling and a beautiful picture of the power and the love and the grace that comes from Christ because when she does it it then says that Hey, real quick, um, what what amazes me, amazes me, is the fact that the God in flesh is walking with a crowd of people, mm-hmm. and he feels his power yep. leave him, mm-hmm. like some of his power or whatever. I don't know. Like he feels, he feels. Somebody has evoked the God in him. Yeah. The spirit yeah. in him. Yeah. The healing power in him. Without him, listen, without him going, uh, hey, if you just have enough faith, you know, you can do this. And he ain't said a word. Right. He's just walking. Yeah. Next thing you know, he's like, hey, um, who touched me? <laughs> <laughs> and, and, uh, and it's probably Peter or whatever goes, what are you talking about? Yeah, what? that's that's who I imagine it being. Yeah, right. What do you uh, uh, like? Everybody, like even me, like everybody's touching you right now. This is weird. What are you? What are you saying? He goes, mm-hmm. no, 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 no. So he knows something's yep. going on big time. It's different. It's not just someone bumping into him casually. Yes. Like someone yeah. touched him with faith. Mm-hmm. That's the that's the part that that makes the difference there. Yeah, I, yep. I love that. And, and then you know he's. He's looking around, and you have to think about it because one, she's not even supposed to be in that crowd because she is sick, right? Because she is seen as as unclean, so she's not supposed to be around those people, and especially in in touch of anyone. And yet, she reaches out and she touches Jesus, and then he stops. Can you imagine what she might have been going through? Like what was going through her mind at that moment, where she's like, like "Oh, I'm just." 
I just touched it, the, the edge of his like, cloak. Oh my God, yeah. I'm found out. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like, I'm in trouble. She's not supposed to be out, out in public. She's, yeah. she's yeah. unclean. Yeah. She's like a leper. She, exactly. You, you, can't, you can't be in public with her condition yet. Yeah. She's to the point to where I don't care what they say. <laughs> I'm I'm going to find Jesus, all right? Yeah. I mean, look, look. She she emptied her bank account to get well. Um she's 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 banked her life savings. And and now she's to the point that not only can she not be touched, she can't touch anybody else. Mm-hmm. Right? <clears throat> but she knows who to touch. It's, yep. it's funny what faith will find you if you just can't take it anymore. I mean, it's kind of weird. I mean, yeah. Sometimes that's what you people need. That's what I needed. Oh, absolutely. Right? absolutely. I mean, you get to the end of your rope and you're <laughs> like, you know what? I don't know what to do. Yeah. And then God yep. reminds you of a Bible verse you learned when you were four. I don't know. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, yeah. Look, here's the, here's the deal. And I, I'm talking to everybody who's listening. And, and, and forward this to somebody that needs to hear what I'm about to say. We all have a blood issue. Okay. We're all hemorrhaging. Mm. And it's, it's going to kill us. Without Christ, if, if we don't fix our blood issue, if we don't have his blood, then we're in trouble forever. forever. Amen. So we need the blood of Jesus. We need a blood transfusion spiritually. So yep. if, if you're hearing this and you go, you know what? You're right. Um, I'm in trouble. Um. Then, then keep listening. We're going to give you an opportunity to um, get in touch with us, and and we're going to talk to you about it. Okay, so just yep. hang on. Um, <clears throat> so here she's like, look, like you said, Alex. I don't need to touch his body. I don't even look, need to look him in the eye. I just need to mm-hmm. get close enough to touch the outer edge of his garment, the hem of his garment. And then closer, she gets closer closer and she reaches out and she touches the outer cloak of his garment yep. and she realizes that she's healed and he realizes that something's happened and somebody mm-hmm. has approached him with faith yep. who touched my clothes not who touched me yeah like he even knows that it was just his clothes yeah, yeah. Who touched my clothes? Yeah. Uh, what? <laughs> Come on, man. Oh, wow. That's just crazy. And, and disciples, they have a valid question. They, they, yeah. Yeah, yeah. they go, uh, um, what? Like, I, why would you even ask that? Why would you even ask that? We're pressing in, yeah. Everybody's bumping into you here and there. So he stops to find the person who exercised Mm-hmm. Let me tell you something about faith in Jesus. Faith and Jesus, not in Jesus. Faith and Jesus go hand in hand, right? 
Um, yeah. He looked at the Pharisees one day and says, why can't you understand what I'm saying? Because you don't have faith. You don't belong to me. Mm. You're not mine. So if you are his, then you walk in faith. And and that's hard at first. And then you get to understand what that means later on. And, and life throws you some curveballs and knuckleballs and fastballs. And you're like, I don't know what to do. And then God teaches you what to do. Right. Yep. And that's, that's what life's about if you're a believer. Mm-hmm. So the, the word touch in Greek, it's, it's, it's an impact touch, right? This has an, it, 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 it's a touch that has an altering, changing effect. You understand? Mm-hmm. Like it's, it has an influence on the one being touched and also the one doing the touching. So it stands to reason that these influences would normally be simultaneous. So that's what happens. Um, he feels it. She feels it. Yeah. So this is also the word that John uses in John 2017 when Mary Magdalene clings to or holds on to Jesus. And he, he tells her not to touch him. Why? For I have not yet returned to the father for God's God's season for touching the world through the son gave way to a new season of touch through the Holy spirit. That's what that means. So at this time, it was time to touch the son. Right. And he was healed. And then we, you know, we see when Jesus is looking around to see, you know, as it says, who had done it. Then the woman, knowing what had happened to her, came, fell at his feet, trembling with fear told him the whole truth. Yep. Um, which I think is incredibly, you know, another just beautiful image of, of what it's like when we come to that point to, you know, just fall at the feet of Jesus and, and just to, you know, this would be something that, that we would all experience in some form or fashion when our eyes are open to who Christ is and yep. he is our salvation is, we come to that point of where we're like, Jesus, I've tried this thing on my own. I've, I've lived my life trying to make it, trying to do right. And I know I can't. And I know you are the way. And I know you are my hope and my salvation. And, and we come to that point and you see that here. And I love what he says to her. Daughter, your faith has healed you. Go in peace and be freed from your suffering. Now, if you read that at the very, at, at the surface level, you're like, oh man, that's awesome. She was healed of her sickness and her infirmity. She's good to go. She'll be able to live a, a better life now. And while that is true, you were talking about the Greek a minute ago of touch. Well, the Greek for healed right here can also be used as saved. And yep. so Jesus yep. not only has the power and authority to heal physically, but he healed her spiritually in a way that no one else could so she got more out of this than maybe even what she thought which she was like hey if i touch his clothes at least i'll be healed physically and jesus did more for her and it's through that that faith that god has given her to trust that jesus could do this miracle in her through healing 
And now she not only is healed physically, but also spiritually. Yep. And for Jesus to, to address her in that way as well, because remember she's, she's a woman. And in that, in that time, she did not equate to what a man was. And so she did not have the same uh, value, so to speak. And then she's also sick. So she's, she's further outcast, but yet yep. Jesus addresses her as daughter. Yep. That is, that is incredible. Yeah. And, and extremely, yeah. Yeah. But, and you would know, I mean, having a daughter, like yep. you can, you know what that means. And yep. for Jesus to address her that way would have been incredibly impactful and probably emotional for her to hear that from him. He wasn't calling her daughter because she was an Israelite, a Hebrew, a Jew. Right. He was right. calling her daughter because she had faith, mm-hmm. because she yep. had been called by the Father, and she is one of his. Come okay? on. Yeah. That is huge. Now, yep. so just to step back one step, I think it's very interesting that when she <clears throat> explains, she tells him her story, right? Mm-hmm. But Mark says she told him the whole truth. Yeah. Okay. So we need to remember that our stories are not just our stories. They're his truth. Okay. If, if Our stories are nothing without truth. So we need to be taught by the Holy Spirit to tell our stories as such. Right. Right. Don't add something to it to make us look better and don't right. remove things to make us look better. Right, okay? right, right. To make it, yep. in other words, to don't remove stuff so you don't look so bad. Yeah, I mean, you know, your story is your story, and your testimony, in other words, your testimony always needs to end with the gospel. Mm-hmm. Okay, the truth. Yep. That's what you're. That's what. That's why you have a testimony. Yep. And just so, remember, God is not afraid of your testimony. How messy and, and jacked up you feel like it is, God's not afraid of that. That doesn't that doesn't scare him. So don't feel like you have to come with this half truth just to get God to accept you. Yep. It doesn't work that way. No. God already has he's already, a, yeah, that's right. Yeah, he, he's already shown his acceptance through Christ. And so just trust and believe in that. Um so, yeah, so, you know, come with the truth. And that's part of our, you know, humility in that moment. And what leads us to repentance really is the the messiness of our truth um, and testimony prior to coming to, to right. faith in Christ. So like, remember when Peter, um, after the miraculous catch, <clears throat> excuse me, and he runs up to Jesus and he falls on his knees and says, go away from me. I'm a sinful man. And he goes, I know. You know, I know, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I know yet I still choose you and yeah. you're going to be catching people from now on. Come on. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, so you remember, uh, Alex, do you remember Jarius? Yeah. yeah. Remember him? Yeah. You know, he's, he is already, <laughs> he's the one that kind of like, Hey man, um, you told me that you were going to go with me to my house and heal my dog. <laughs> yep. Right. Yep. Um, I'm sure. So I'm sure he's. Can we like he's get probably, going? 
<laughs> yeah, yeah. He's probably trying to tug at Jesus's, you know, cloak himself. Like, hey, can we, uh, can we start moving this way? Can we, can yeah, we go? You know, this is a pressing situation. You know, and can you think about how maybe cool that is for Jairus too? Like, he he came to for a miracle for his daughter, and he actually got to witness one on the way to his daughter. So you know, he's like, oh man, wow. like what I came to Jesus for. He just did. Like, I saw it with my own eyes. Now, come on, let's go do that for my daughter. So he's probably in in that moment right there before what happens next. In that moment, Jairus is probably pretty excited and uh, eager, you know, even more so to get, get to his house. You know what? That's a good point. And I'm going to be the devil's advocate here and, like, flip that. He also could be like a uh, – let me tell you something about about us as people. Mm-hmm. We are um, a lot of times. It's all about me. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And that's how we kind of live, and we God tries to get us out of that more and more yeah. each day as we spend time with Him in prayer and His Word. Um, he also could have said, "Hey, wh- what's going on? Let's go." You know, it's mm-hmm. it, it. In other words, when it's about you. You miss miracles. You miss yeah. stuff that's around you. You miss uh, the lady in, in the grocery store line that you could help. Yep. You know, um, because, and I'm not saying, I'm just being the devil's advocate here about Jerry's. Um, yeah. It could be either way. It could be in between. I don't know. But um, when your daughter's dying, a 15-minute stop is like 15 hours. Oh yeah. Right. Yeah. He's watching this interaction. And and Jesus isn't walking toward his daughter. So even while Jesus is speaking to this woman, men from Jairus' house walk up with faithful news. So you want to read the rest of the chapter? Yeah. So picking back up at uh, verse 35, it says, While Jesus was still speaking, some people came from the house of Jairus, the synagogue leader. Your daughter is dead, they said. Why bother the teacher anymore? Overhearing what they said, Jesus told him. And, and also, I just want to highlight to in verse 36, where it says overhearing in the footnotes, it also says that could be ignoring, which I do love that. Jesus just oh, ignored. I, I think it's ignoring. Said. It's ignoring. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm ignoring words of death and I'm talking words of life. That's what exactly. Exactly. And it says, Jesus told him, don't be afraid. Just believe. He did not let anyone follow him except Peter, James, and John, the brother of James. When they came to the home of the synagogue leader, Jesus saw a commotion with people crying and wailing loudly. He went in and said to them, why all this commotion and wailing? The child is not dead, but asleep. But they laughed at him. After he put them all out, he took the child's father and mother and the disciples who were with him and went in where the child was. He took her by the hand and said to her, Talitha kum, which means little girl, I say to you, get up. Immediately, the girl stood up and began to walk around. She was 12 years old. At this very, um, or at this, they were completely astonished. He gave strict orders not to tell anyone about this and told them to give her something to eat. So, (laughs) the, the, um, while, while Jesus is talking to the woman, saying to her, your faith has healed you, you know, I love you, you know, have a good one. 
Yeah. God's got gotcha. you. I promise. Yeah. So while he's doing this, the 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 words of death come up. Mm-hmm. And they say, your daughter is dead. Why bother the teacher anymore? Why trouble the teacher anymore? Now, the Greek there is skulo. And it means, I mean, really, this is what this means. It means to annoy or harass to the nth degree, like to skin alive. Like you're bothering mm-hmm. that person that much. Yeah. And, do, I mean, do we see Jesus, uh, I'm sorry, Jerry is getting under Jesus' skin? Do we see him bothering him that much? No. We see Jesus walking with Jairus in the direction of Jairus's faith. Yeah. So what's really happening? Jairus is simultaneously hearing the words of death in one ear and the words of life in the other. Mm. Come on. Yeah. This is not a rare event, Alex. This happens yep. every day to believers. Every day. In Absolutely. one ear, you're hearing the words of death. In the other ear, you're hearing <laughs> the words of life. And how do you hear the words of life? Open up your Bible. Yep. Read it. Read it in the morning. Get your manna in the morning so you can feed on it all day long. Mm, I like when you're that. hearing those words yeah. of death. When you're when you're uh, listening to a coworker who doesn't have Christ in his life, and he is so despondent, you can you can maybe offer a word of encouragement. Maybe you can offer just a word, just one word of life, truth. Mm-hmm. It's so important. So, how does Jesus react to the words of death that are in one ear of Jairus? So, what is? How does he project truth and life into the other ear of Jairus? Right? Yep. He just <laughs> he says, "Hey, don't believe that crap." Yeah. Don't don't you believe that crap? Like uh, m- one of my favorite movies. Don't you stick that knife in your leg, Ricky Bobby? <laughs> <laughs> Don't you do it? Yeah. <laughs> so anyway, um, look, don't be afraid. Just believe. Mm. What what kind of words? Mm. What what what? Don't be afraid. Mm. Just believe. You kidding me? One, he, he was it. just told his daughter had died, and Jesus says, "Don't be afraid. Just believe." You kidding me? Now look, yeah. this story is not here to 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 show everybody that if they just had enough faith, their child wouldn't die. That's not the point. That's not the point. This story is to show who Jesus is. Okay. Now, this this story about Jairus and his daughter is miraculous and it's awesome, but it doesn't mean that all of our children will live if we have enough faith. That's not what this means. I want everybody to understand that right now. Here's, here's the, the meaning of this story. Don't be allowed to be clouded by fear. Remember the faith that you approach Christ with. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It has no fear in it. Yeah. That's Don't, good. Don't shrink back from from lies and the words of death. Don't shrink back. Don't believe it. Just walk forward in the truth and in the light. Let me tell you something. Either 
you shrink back in darkness or you walk forward in, in the light. It's, it's, it's one or the other. And you go, well, you know, I'm a believer, but I really find myself shrinking back in the dark a lot. <laughs> I, I get that. I, I'm, I've been there. I understand that. I get it. Yeah. Read your Bible. Pray and ask God to show you how to walk in the light. Yeah. And I, I, I love what you said there, too, is, you know, don't don't let the fear overwhelm you, but but come with the faith, like rest in the faith that you came to Jesus with in the first place. And, and I think that really can correlate to, um, you know, the life of of us as Christians, as believers, is that, you know, when we come to Jesus in faith, that that moment. We know who Jesus is. We see who Jesus is. We trust and believe in who Jesus is. But then there are days after that where fear and doubt and, you know, questions and worries can start to overwhelm you. And you you begin to be surrounded by those things rather than being, you know, surrounded simply by the faith that, that you yep. had in Christ. And so if you come back to that that very first initial moment the faith that brought you to Christ um, and being able to rest in that. And, and I, that's why I love so much what Jesus says is, you know, it's, it's straightforward and it's simple. He just says, don't be afraid. Just believe, just believe that he can do what he already told you he would do. He answered. And, and that's what I love too, is because he already told Jairus, Hey, okay. Yeah. I'll come to your house and I will heal your daughter. Now, Jairus did not know the state or the condition that his daughter would be in when they got there. But Jesus said, I will do it. And so, you know, right here, I think Jesus is reminding him to think not on what the world says, but think on what Jesus has already told you. Yep. And that is that he will do what he said he would do. And for us as believers now, right here, right now, that is Jesus said he was coming back. Jesus said he is the way, the truth, and the life. And so that is what we have to, to rest on. That's what we have to trust in and believe in. And so, um, so let, let, you know, let, that's what he's reminding Jairus about. Here's the deal. Um, death is real. Yeah. But it's the lie. Right? Yeah. It says. <clears throat> it says this is the end. Sorry, mm-hmm. you're, you're done. It's over. It's over. That's the lie. Yeah, death is going to be the last enemy to be defeated when the and when the resurrection happens and Christ comes back. Mm. Okay, so the words of death hit Jarius in the face. Yeah, daughter's dead. Oh my gosh, I mean, my daughter's going to be 15 soon. I mean, I, I, I would never want to hear that. Ever, ever, ever. Mm-hmm. Um, but if you allow the words of death to settle in and infiltrate your faith, then you give that lie power. That That's yeast. That's yeast that does not need to be in your thought process at all. Yeah. But when you refuse to buckle, when you stand firm in your faith, that you're already abiding in that causes such a reverberation in the abyss of darkness that all the enemy can do is quiver. 
Mm. You just stand firm. Yeah. Say, my God told me this. And no matter what, I'm going to live forever and so are my kids. Yeah. Yeah. And that, you know, it, it's <clears throat> it's that faith that allows us to go day to day. It's that faith that allows us to walk through the storms. It's that faith that allows us to have peace. Yep. Like Jesus had peace in the middle of the storm on the boat that we talked about last week. That's yep. where faith will bring us. And that's what faith will carry us through. And so, you know, we, we find this. So after Jesus tells Jairus this, they go to his house. And when they get to the house, you have all these people there who are wailing, they're crying, they're sad, they're upset, right? For, for good reason, they see that, that Jairus's daughter has died. And then Jesus comes in and he asks the question, right? Why all this commotion and wailing? This child is not dead, but asleep. You see, to the world, this child is dead. But to Jesus and to the Christian, it's only temporary. Death does not last forever, but it is only temporary if you have faith in Christ. Yep. And so Jesus says, you know, she's she's just asleep. And then they laugh at him, which is, you know, a typical response from the world, which, you know, as Christians, we probably have heard this response from the world in some form or fashion already. Um you know, being laughed at for what we believe, for saying that we believe in Jesus and we follow him. And so I think there's a lot to be seen there yep. in the text where it says, too, that after he put them all out, I think there's a reason he put them all out. Right. Because they were laughing. They were they were probably mocking in some some cases. And so. For Jairus and his wife now as as they've gotten back to the house like they're they're hearing again this overwhelming noise come from the world yep so, here, so here here's here's something very interesting right <clears throat> he didn't have to say anything to anybody mhm he comes up and he says why why do you grieve why are you wailing like, why have you given in? Why are you celebrating through your disguise of grief? Mm, yeah. Right? What Death, where is your victory? Where is your state? Where is it? Yep. He is the resurrection and the life, right? So yep. he's, he's still walking with the dad. And, and he's walking with the dad because of the dad's faith. Remember, just back up a, a few steps. He said, just, "Don't don't be afraid, just believe." And guess what? He goes, "Okay." <laughs> he starts walking with Jesus again. We're going to the house. Let's yep. go. You know, yep. and 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 which is awesome. You know, he didn't fall on the ground and roll around in the dust and woe is me. He's got the the author of life standing right beside him looking at him in the eye saying, don't be afraid, just believe. Mm, like, look, don't, don't waver from the path that you've just found. You, you came to me with faith. Don't let the words of death, all, uh, uh, don't let the words of death keep you 
from the path that you're on. Let's go. Yeah. Yeah. And there they go. And they get to the house and Jesus says, Hey, what are you guys doing? Like, uh, the, the old, um, the, the old mafia, uh, accent. Hey, get out of here. You know? <laughs> what are you guys doing? So he's, he takes the elite three inside. Um, but they, without an argument, he puts them all out. Mm-hmm. He puts them out, out. So he takes five people to, into where she's dead. The dad, the mom, Peter, James, and John. Right. Yeah. So he, he threw out the mindset of death. Listen, the mindset of death must be thrown out of your thinking. Yeah. And he takes her by the hand. Here's the touch. He takes her by the hand. This is a supernatural evidence that the Lord acts upon our faith. Mm. Don't miss the simple truths that spur us toward sanctification. Yeah. I mean, Jarius gets to experience his faith realized. I mean, I know, remember, I know if you put your hands on her, she'll be, she'll be healed. And then he sees it. Yeah. Um, there's a difference between <clears throat> like when you, when you look at the word healed, um, like I can make you well, or I can make you whole. There's two different mm-hmm. things. So you remember the 10 lep- lepers in Luke 17? Yeah. And they cried out to Jesus to have mercy on them. So he heals them. He makes them well. But one returns and falls to his knees and, and prays and worship. And Jesus blesses him and says, your faith has made you whole. Hmm. Yeah. Oh, man. So. One of the one of the most awesome things about this whole story is he says, hey, y'all give her something to eat. <laughs> what? Yeah. <laughs> like, like he is so in touch with what we need. Mm-hmm. Hey, give her something to eat. She, she's hungry. I mean, she, yeah. just, she, she was dead a minute ago. <laughs> yeah. You know? Well, and, and I think, too, you know, what you were talking about, Jairus coming to Jesus, he had faith. Hey, if you just touch my daughter, she'll she'll be better. Like if you do that, she'll be okay. And he sees that and experiences the power of Jesus on a whole nother level. He doesn't just heal her, right? It's not just, oh, she's got a cough, now she's better. But he brings her back to life. Like that is the yeah. power that Jesus has. That is the authority he yeah. has over death. And that's what we find in him is life. And so Jairus doesn't just see a healing, but he even witnesses this resurrection. And, yep. you know, I think that's important there too, is to understand that sometimes we can go with Jesus or go to Jesus and say, hey, if you'll just do this one little thing, and then Jesus does this exponentially greater thing, yep. because that's how awesome he is. And sometimes that's how little faith we actually have of what he can do. And then um, I heard it said too. you know, you're talking about how Jesus is like, yeah, give her something to eat. 
And uh, I heard it explained that one reason he may have said this was because, right, this girl was so sick that she ends up, you know, ends up dying physically, temporarily. And so if she was that sick, she likely had not eaten for some time. So that was the indicator of her being very sick. And now that he has healed her, she's not just getting better, but she is healed. She is yeah, good. Always. She's in a condition always. where she can, she, she's up. All right, go ahead and give her something to eat. She's right. ready to go. Like, there's no, you know, incrementally getting better. She right, is right. healed. Because Jesus like a doctor did. would say, um, hey, um, give, 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 give him some ice to chew on. Yeah. Yeah, right. exactly. You know, let's let's bring this person back slowly because <laughs> I can't give him a steak right now. I mean, <laughs> right. He won't be able to handle a steak. So Jesus goes, let me tell you something. You you feed her tacos or steak or whatever you want, <laughs> feed her because yep. she's yep. fine. She's good to go. She's exactly. good to go. I love that. So, yep. all right. So, in, in in closing, um, those that are listening, is there a storm in your life right now? this calling for faith. I mean, are you going through something that you don't know what to do about? Um, like, are you, are you sick and tired of an old storm that's been plaguing you for years and years? Like the woman with the mm. bleeding disorder. Um, also, are you asking yourself, I don't know how, how can I discern truth from lie? Truth from lie. You know, where's my hope? I don't know what to do. Mm -hmm. um, if that's you, or you have actually heard God call you today, yeah. can you please reach out to us so we can help out? Um, we can hopefully answer questions that you have, um, maybe lead you into a direction of a body of believers that's near you. Um, Alex, how, how do they do that? Yeah, if if that is you and, and that's, something you feel led to do, you can reach out to us, send us an email at info at hoperisingministries.cc. Or if you're on Facebook, you can also find us there at um, Hope Rising Ministries SC. And you can send us a message or leave us a comment on, on, on a post or something. We'd love to get in touch with you. Um, and as Trey said, we'd love to answer any questions you might have about who Jesus is, what it means to follow him, what he's done in your life, stuff of that nature. And we'd also love to uh, to have the opportunity to pray with you and pray for you or maybe even for a family member that, you know, you know is going through something and, and you want them to believe, you want them to find and, and have faith and hope in Christ. And so we'd love to pray with you through that as well. Yep. Um, so, so please don't hesitate and reach out to us. Um, we'd love to hear from you. But as always, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you so much for listening and uh, and allowing us this you know time to be able to to hopefully give you some encouragement and to to provide some some truth that comes from the Word of God. Um, Trey, as always, thanks for thanks for being here and, and joining in as well. Yep, you know I I, I love it and um, I'm looking forward to uh, doing it again. Yep, absolutely. We hope yep. you have a great week, and uh, we will catch you next time. Yep. Peace out, peoples.